Amen. We did not give you an outline on today, but we are in the Gospel of John, chapter 1. The Gospel of John, chapter 1. Read verses 1 through 5, and then we'll skip to verse 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, beginning at verse number 1, verses 1 through 5, and then reading verse 14. We thank God for Miss Kim, Minister Kim Bonton. She has not been with us. She had a surgical um, operation and or procedure, and so she is on the mend. She said that she was unable to have help. There was nobody there to her side, but we just thank God that there were some that gave her a call and some that took her uh, to appointments, and so we appreciate what you do behind the scenes. And we just thank God we're still praying for Kim. Somebody say amen. Amen. So the word of God, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse number 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The eternal gift. Everybody say, the eternal gift gift. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. The eternal gift. We're preparing ourselves for gifts that we may give and or receive. What was the greatest gift that you ever received? If you look back over your life, is there one that you could isolate that you could say that it, that was the best gift I ever received? Many times, you know, over, over the years, I've received uh, several gifts, and I just thank God for what has come our way. But there's a gift that keeps on giving. There's a gift that does not end. There's a gift that had arrived before you arrived. It was already available for you. And then when you took your slice of life, he blessed us. A slice of life, slice of eternity. He gave you that gift. And he says, when you have that gift, you have everlasting life. There's a gift that comes our way, ladies and gentlemen. We can get cars. We can get new suits. We can get shoes. We can get clothes. We can get gadgets. But there is something that lasts forever a gift that all of us treasure and uh, it's truly a blessing to each of us to have received it. And if you have not received it, it's very important that you uh, accept Christ who is that eternal gift. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We're led to this particular text 
early in the morning we, we rose up. Not this morning, but we were awakened with this particular passage in mind. And there was, uh, within the commentaries that we read and um, suggestions that have been given to us to bring light to this particular text, one uh, thought was very appropriate for us, and I'll read just a portion of the thoughts that we have received from that commentary. Christ became what he was not, that is, a physical being, in order to save you and I. He became what he was not. In his pre-incarnate state, he was essentially spirit. John chapter 4, verse 24 and following, Jesus said, God is a spirit. They that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. Christ was there from the beginning. Therefore, he was spirit that had to be manifest. He exists as the logos, which just means the word. And then for our understanding, it means intelligence, which gave birth to everything that is who also became the expression. The word explained it. The intelligence in which, which is undiscoverable except through the word of God and the works of God. You cannot know God lest he reveals himself to you. And if you have that eternal gift, you'll find that that gift has to be revealed to you. You didn't even save yourself. You didn't even ask for this gift. It was made available. Sometimes God has to orchestrate our circumstance, our circumstance in such a way that it, we get so confused with life, we can't look to the right or the left or behind us. We have to look up. And when we look up, we find that the King of kings and the Lord of lords is there to receive us. We see here in this particular passage that Christ is the Logos. He is the intelligence. He is the express image of God the Father. But if you want to know him, you have to go through his word. And then you also observe his works. Write this down, Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. And it says, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power. Now, last week, the Sunday school lesson said, the, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. He said, just look into the air. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the only way you know God is by seeing him and or seeing what he has done. And then also uh, reading about him in his word. And we thank God for his word, which is truly a lamp unto our feet and light unto our pathway. The significance of John, the gospel of John, John reveals to you and I what Jesus said more than what Jesus did. 
That's very important. At John chapter 20 in verse 30 and 31, uh, John gives the reason why he wrote this particular gospel for us. And it says this in John 20 and verse number 30. And truly Jesus did many other signs and in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. He said, but these things are written to you that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing and in believing you may have life in his name. I have a question for you. How many of you have life in his name? How many of you know the reason for your living is because he has given you life and he has given you a hope beyond your circumstances? Beyond hard times he has given. That's an eternal gift. It does not stop here when we lose our loved ones. It does not stop when people have rejected you. It does not stop when sickness comes upon your body. His eternal gift is always there and always available for you and I. And I thank God that even in our sick bed, we can still call him and he's still present there with us. And I look in this particular passage of Scripture, and I've learned three things. And the first is that Christ was in eternity with God. Then it says Christ is the eternal word of God. And then last of all, Christ is eternally God. Three things that we have learned there, once again, is that Christ was etern- in eternity with God. Christ is the eternal word of God, that intelligence that communicated to us and then came down to demonstrate and manifest how we ought to conduct ourselves. Not only that, but Christ is eternally God. Eternity, eternal, what does eternal mean? It means without being or end, or without beginning, that is, or end. Lasting forever, always existing, enduring, and immovable. It exists outside of all relationships, time, and it is timeless. When you speak about eternity, it's good for us to keep in our mind that eternity means there's a timelessness. It's not what time is it. It's it's always going to be. It started before you were, and then you arrive in it, and then when you leave, it's still going to continue. But where are we going to spend eternity? There are three things that we want to lift from this particular passage, and then we will uh, conclude. First thing you want to uh, be mindful of is that we uh, see this uncomprehensible Existence, uncomprehendable existence of God. It's hard for us in our mind and even in our, in, in our intelligence to understand God. We see by the creation that he has made, we see him in the blowing of the wind. We see him as nature turns its own, uh, uh, turns over its own uh, cycle uh, year after year and day after day. We see how God has worked, but we need to understand that God has been, before everything was created, he was here. Before time came into what we, what we believe to be existence, he was here. 
Before the world was, he was here. And Christ uh, says that I am the eternal gift. He's trying to make sure that we know I'm the word, I'm the truth, I'm the life. If you want to get to God, you got to come through me. I didn't have to come, but God made me a body. He fashioned it in such a way that I come down and manifest myself, then perform miracles and heal, and then provide salvation. I'm not here to stay. I have to get on the cross and pay the price for your sin and mine. Is anybody excited about that? Anybody excited about what God has done? Not only that, but it, it, what he's going to do and is uncomprehendable. His existence, how is it that he has come to be with you and I? And I just think God is a miraculous thing to see. In John chapter 17 and verse number 5, John 17 and John chapter 17 in, entire, in its entirety is a prayer, the Lord's prayer. It's, a, it's not in Matthew, even though that's a model prayer, but his real prayer is in John 17. John 17, verse number 5, he says, give me the glory I had with you uh, before the world was. He said, restore. Yeah, put me back in the spot. Or I long to be in the relationship that we had before the world was brought forth. It's uncomprehendable existence that God is demonstrating for you and I. Before time came about, verse number two in our text, it says he was in the beginning with God. He didn't just show up uh, 2,000 years ago, ladies and gentlemen. He was here before Abraham was. He was here before the earth and the world were ever formed he was here it's uncomprehendable for us to see that Christ our king had existed all of that time but I don't know about you but I'm thankful I say I'm thankful that God came out of time uh, out of eternity and he arrived and he did it just for you is there anybody here that is glad that he came yeah that he gives you and I hope he gives you and I encouragement. He gives you and I healing. And then even when he rose from the grave, he said, I'm going to send you my spirit. I just thank God that the spirit of God, whenever you feel like giving up, he still, he gives you a peace that surpasses all understanding. He gives you the wherewithal to keep waking up and to keep moving on. Does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? We thank God that he was there before the world was, before time was, and before creation had been formed. Colossians chapter 1, just write it down. Verse number 17 says, he is from the beginning. He, he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Which means he made it all. Hallelujah. He didn't just jump to live in it for, for 33 or so years. He, he created it all. Then he came to live and sacrifice himself. It's uncomprehendable, ladies and gentlemen, that God would do that for you and I. But aren't you glad he did? I just need one hand to say, I'm glad he did it. Yeah, I'm glad he did it. That's an eternal gift. That's the best gift that you and I could ever receive. Not only that, but if you go a little bit further, you, you'll find out that his love for us, his care for us is inexhaustible. It's an inexhaustible, unexhaustible light that comes our way. And it's in that particular text, verse number three. 
Verse number three says, all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. Everybody say life. And life, and that life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. Unextinguishable light. What it means when it says that the light does not, uh, the darkness does not comprehend it, it doesn't mean doesn't understand it. It said it can't put it out. I don't know about you, but whatever God is doing for you in your life, no, no, no weapon that's formed can put it out. Yeah, no matter what they say about you, whatever God is doing in your life and whatever God has started on your behalf, he can finish it and won't be no hearsay, what she said, what they said. Whatever God is doing, he's going to finish what he's doing and nobody can stop it. You need to have confidence not in man but in God. He's the one that brought. And the reason I'm living and I, I thank God for life and then there's living. But John chapter 11 says that chapter 11 verse number 25 it says I am the resurrection and the life. He said I'm going to not only give you life. But then you need to recognize that I am the resurrection and the life. Because even after you live this life, you rise to walk in your eternal gift. You still experience that life that's forevermore. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I just go on and deal with today. Somebody say amen. I ain't even worried about yesterday. I spent that already. I did the best I could in that day, but what am I going to do today? I'm going to enjoy the day, and I'm going to live as if it's the last time. One of these days, is gone. I'm going to be right. It will be my last day. But what have we done since we've been here? And I don't know about you, but since God has changed my life, he's given me life. So therefore, we live a life that exemplifies him and that imitates his life. That's a blessing to somebody else. Anybody here want to be a blessing to somebody else? Yeah, one of your greatest things that you can do is be a blessing to somebody else. Giving out of your own need. You'll find that there's restoration in that. There's healing in that. But Christ has given us life. Then he has brought life, light to our path. I thank God for his word. That word is a lamp unto my feet and light unto my pathway. John chapter 9 and verse number 5 says, As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus said, As long as I'm here. And how many of you know that he is here? Oh, yeah, he's here. You say, I don't see him physically, but he's in you. <laughs> yeah, when he saved you, he made a room for himself. Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't moved him out, he's there. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'll give you my spirit that will keep you. So I have light in my life, even in the midst. How many of you know that Jesus came to save those who were lost? He did not come uh, to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And it says something in John chapter 3, verse 19, uh, as you go a little bit further, he said he did not come to condemn the world, but, but that the light may come into the world. He says men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds are evil. 
How many of you know that a lot of people that you're trying to speak to, they love darkness. Roaches love darkness. Went to Mississippi one time, opened up the refrigerator, and they all hit that because the light came on. Y'all not listening. Yeah, I was glad I got to see it. Hello, the orchid man coming to my house if I see one. Come on, somebody. Because, you know, if you got one, you got about 400 coming along, or 300. Or, it's, it's miraculous how the enemy got so many weapons in one. But there are things that happen in the dark. And that's why he says, I've comprehended the darkness. So write this down, life, light, and write this down, liberty. The darkness can't comprehend it. I really like how that says it's unextinguishable light, the darkness. Uh, what happens in the dark? The effects of the dark. You trip over things. In the dark, people try and control you. In the dark, people try to manipulate you. In the dark, people are deceptive. They have games that they run. Many times, many of us need to realize that some of our opposition is not from the people that we see, but it's about the spirits that's lingering out there. And I'm here to tell you that his light is unextinguishable. Which means that no matter what transpires, no matter who has a plan against you, no matter what weapon is formed against you, God has all power. Now write this down, Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 16. It says, he created all things in heaven and in earth. The things that are visible and the things that are invisible. The thrones and the dominions, the principalities and powers. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not scared of your Congress, your Senate, your President. I'm not scared of any of those things because God has control. Yeah, I'm not scared about it. If you want to put a hex on me, put a hex on, uh, somebody want to put a hex on you, get a little dog, want to stab it with a pen. Ladies and gentlemen, no weapon has, can be formed against you because God's light is in unextinguishable, which means that whatever God is doing, he can complete it. And can't, hell or high water, nothing will uh, change his plan. Nothing can stop him from having victory in your life. Darkness can come, but God, uh, uh, with God, even the night is like noonday. Oh, yeah, I'm in the Word. If you ever read that particular portion, you'll find that even the night and the day are the same to him. We have to understand that even darkness uh, cannot comprehend it, which means it can't put his light out. And you need to understand that as well as you go into the community, as you go in, uh, you're going to work, or uh, you go into a community store, you're going shopping, nobody can put your light out. You need to understand that when you walk in the store, your presence walk in the store. The presence of God walks in the store. And you got to understand that he'll give you favor. Yeah, here, no matter what transpires, no matter who tries to set you up, no matter who tries to uh, run a game on you, you need to know that your light is unextinguishable. And I thank God for his light. Not only 
Is it light unextinguishable, but the uncompromising presence of God? How many of you thank God that he came? He came on purpose. He didn't just slide in here. I'm just going to slide in society, the greatest name that you ever heard, and the name that has a difference all over the planet. And even all over the universe is Jesus. And I wish you'll just comprehend what I'm saying here right now. That at the name of Jesus, the Bible says, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. And verse number 14 says, the word became flesh. Yeah, and it dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory the only be as the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. He came without reservation. He came without exception. He came without deviation. He came on purpose. Yeah, and he came for you and I. I don't know about you, but I'm glad he came for me. Yeah, sinner though I was. How many of you thank God for saving you from where you were? How many of you thank God that you take him into the surgery room? You take him into the operating room. You take him into an executive meeting. You take him ever. The Bible says, uh, we sing a song, take the Lord along with you. Everywhere you go be. Why? Because you're going to need him. I say, you're going to need him. Are you going to, anybody need him? Am I the only one that need him? Anybody need him? Aren't you glad that his presence is uncompromising? And he said, I will never what? Leave you. Nor forsake you. I thank God that we have evidence, we have radiance, and we have significance. And you say, well, what does all that mean? Evidence said that we got eyewitnesses. John said, I handled him. I saw him for myself. I, 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 I ate in the same place. We slept in the same uh, environment together. He said he was one of my best friends. He said, I'm here to tell you that he walks with me and he talks with me. He was here with me. There's evidence. Anybody got evidence that you got a relationship with God? Anybody got evidence that his uncompromising presence is with me? Even when they knock you down, you still have something on the inside that say you're going to go ahead and give God the glory. His radiance, what does that mean? How many of you know that nobody gets God's glory? You can't preach with pride. Come on, somebody. You can't preach with arrogance. You cannot do your Bible lesson. You cannot do ministry with pride. God deserves all the glory. And if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have a lesson to give. Come on, somebody. You wouldn't have some hope. You wouldn't have the joy. You wouldn't have the salvation that you enjoy. How many of you thank God? I'm going to give him glory. I'm going to give him glory with my life. John said, I'm an eyewitness. I, I saw his radiance. And then it's significant. You say, well, why is that? Because God reveals his grace and truth through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I don't know about you, but I thank God for his grace. Yeah, that's why they say it's amazing. Yeah, amazing grace. How what, sweet the sound. Save the rest like me. That means that you didn't choose God. He chose you. <laughs> yeah, he said, I chose you. You think you chose me, but I chose you. And I, and I know that my anointing shall rest upon you. And then we walk in truth. Somebody say amen. You walk in truth. And I just want to leave you when I share this. First John chapter 1 and verse number 2. The Bible says something clearly to us, 1 John, because John believed that Jesus Christ was like his best friend. 
And he said, I'm one of the last disciples. I'm, I'm the last. Paul's gone. Everybody's gone. He said, but I'm one of the last ones, and I want to make sure you understand. He says, that which was from the beginning. <laughs> he said, which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon with our hands and handled concerning the word of life. Everybody say the word of life. The life was manifest, and we have seen uh, yeah, we have seen it, and we bear witness of it. We declare that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest to us. And that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And the truth, truly our fellowship is with the Father and with us. Now, I just have a question for you. How many of you have fellowship with God? How many of you have a relationship with God? How many of you are walking in the light, the beautiful light? Come where the dew drops of mercy shine bright. Listen, it doesn't matter what Satan will bring your way. It doesn't matter what options come your, come your way. It doesn't matter what trials come your way. I don't know about you, but I have God on the inside. And on the inside, I might be crying. On, I might be see, see me shedding some tears, but I'm still going to give God to glory. Yeah, I lost my nephew just a few days ago, but I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to give him glory. My brother almost bled out, but I'm still going to give him glory. I'm still going to give him praise. You got a meeting. You got surgery. You got a procedure. Can you still give God the glory? Can you still give God the praise? Because he walks with you and he talks with you. His light can't be put out. I don't care what comes on you. God's light. Yeah, because he is the light of the world. The question is, is he alive in you? Yeah, can you give him the glory? Can you give him the praise? Can you give him the honor? Yeah, even though he takes some things. Yeah, can you still give him glory? Even though people walk away from you, can you still? Yeah, give him glory. He's the eternal gift. Yeah, I ain't waiting for the 25th. Hallelujah. I had my I got my gift a long time ago. Hallelujah. I'm about 19 sitting in the back. Amen. I got my gift. Yeah, I got my eternal gift. So when I praise him right here, and then when I'm absent from the body, I just step on into my new gift. Yeah, eternity. Eternity already been going on. It been going on. You just get your slice. Then he wakes you up on the other side. And you keep on walking. No more crying. No more tears. No more sorrow. No more sickness. No more cancer. No more arthritis. No more. No more. You have your eternal gift. He came in the person of a babe, but he grew up and he died for you. Uncompromising presence. He came on purpose. He came for you. He cares about what you care about. When you are sad, he's sad. When you're crying, his heart is broken toward you. But he says, hey, after a while, I'm going to wipe every." Isn't it good to know that when we get to heaven, there ain't going to be no more crying up there. You ain't going to even be able to talk. You're just going to be so glad to be in his presence. He's going to say, hey, you, you done a good work. You held on even when they tried to put a lie out on you. 
you held on when they tried to Satan send persons uh, into your life. You hold on to what God has said to you. Believe God in spite of situations and circumstances. That is your eternal gift. It's good every day of the year. Long as you're living, trust God. Lean on him. Because his love for you, his care for you, unexhaustible, uncomprehensible, uncompromising. What a mighty God we serve. I said, what a mighty God we serve. I want you you to take him home. That's your God. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's all stand to our feet. Listen, if you're here, let's pray together. Some of you have a heavy burden. I want to really, Miss Sharon here, I want you to come. Miss Pat Jones, I want you to come. I lost my nephew. I want somebody to come stand on and be my nephew real quick. Listen, don't leave here the same way you came. We, we, if we do nothing else, let's pray together and support each other. The same eternal God that saved you some time ago will save you even through your circumstances, even through your situation. Trust God. Trust God. Every hand extended this way. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you so much for my brothers and my sisters. We thank you, God, that they love you from the depths of their heart, even though they're hurting, God. We pray, God, that you comfort them in this hour. We thank you for Sharon Hill. Loved her brother. Loved her brother. Loved her brother. But in the name of Jesus, give her supernatural strength now. Strength that don't make no sense. A peace that surpasses all understanding because he truly loved God. He truly loved him from all of his heart. So he is no longer with us, but he is with you. So we pray, God, that you bless and comfort her. We thank you, God, for everyone who is, who is here uh, under the sound of my voice, even those who are before you. You know what Sister Pat has to be challenged with. But in the name of Jesus, strengthen her body. That the reactions be be minimal. That she endures and she holds her heads up strong and it proves positive for her. We thank you, God, that you are the ultimate healer. You can heal without medicine. You don't need all that. But God, in the name of Jesus, help the medicines and the methods work according to your divine will for your child. We thank you, God, for everyone who is here. We thank you for Tonette. Thank you, God. God, she had to press her away. She has a fight all the time just to hold up. And we thank you, God, for her future. It's really bright. We pray, God, that she's going to be a blessing to her, her, not only herself, but her family and extended family. God, you have made her an instrument on your behalf. And we thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would give her a double portion of your power and strength. That even when she feels like giving in and giving up, something on the inside rises up in her. Your spirit begins to speak to her and calm her mind. And so we love you, God. For everyone who is under the sound of my voice, those who are gathered here for their individual needs, 
their own circumstance. In the name of Jesus, you are our eternal gift. Let us know that you would never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you, God, for Miss Frankie French. We thank you, God, for her, her love for you and her pressing her way. We pray that you'll bless her right now, right where she is. Let her know how special she is uh, in your sight. And you have not uh, brought her this far to leave her, but you brought her this far, and you're going to make a way. And so we thank you for the healing. Thank you for the restoration. And listen, hear the prayers that we offer in this place, God. Hear the prayers that we offer. Answer according to your divine pleasure. Bless us as we go into this season that we have uh, you in mind and that you are the reason for the season. Help us to be a blessing to someone else that we come in contact with you with. Have your way. Have your way in each of our lives. Whatever you say, not our will, but your will be done in each of our lives. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Say it again in Jesus' name. One more time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now hug somebody. Come on, hug somebody.